On Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I take a look into the future. Talk about some of the things that we actually want to see this Friday against the Rams at preseason game and a deep dive into the defensive line position while a healthy competition may be good for the Houston Texans. Cody, let's go ahead and start the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday hump day edition of the Locked <laughs> On Texans. I'm one of your hosts, John Hickman, the other host, Cody Davis. Thank you guys for checking out today's show. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, we're about 40 subscribers away from 2K. Yes, sir. Y'all see those numbers? Those numbers up. Tell your pastor to give us a shout-out at church on Sunday. Maybe that'll help out. Hmm. Cody, we got a game on Friday against the Rams. Of course, we are expecting to see more of everything. But before we talk about what we would like to see on Friday, uh, 9 o'clock game, late game, the Texans cut rookie defensive tackle Damian Daniels. And if you guys remember, if you've been with us from the very beginning, do you guys remember Dan- Darren Daniels? Hmm. Those were brothers. He also had an opportunity to get some playing time for the Houston Texans. Uh, but they did cut defensive tackle Damian Daniels. Christian Harris is still sidelined, and he hasn't practiced since August 6th. Was at practice, just not suiting up. Mario Addison is expecting to return this week after testing positive for COVID. Kyle Allen was also back at practice. He he struggled with COVID last week, but he's also back now for the Houston Texans. Malik Collins was at practice on Tuesday. Kenyon Green was at practice. However, he didn't Mm -hmm. scoot up. That is becoming a little concerning for me, Cody, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, maybe in the show or in the week. Uh, But let's talk about some of the things that you and I and a lot of fans may want to see this Friday, of course, more meals. I think that's, you know, everybody wants to see more than just two drives. Ideally, I would love to see a full quarter of Davis Mills, maybe allow him to play into the second quarter while opening the playbook up a little bit. Pep Hamilton mentioned mitigating the mistakes and doing a better job of not putting themselves behind the chain, citing the multiple times the offense was in third and long situations during that two-drive run for the uh, Houston Texans led by Davis Mills. The Texans' offense was in a long situation the entire time while Mills was on the field, including a third and 13 and a third and 12. One of those times was a second, a first and 12, uh, first and 20, and a second and 17. Guys, of course, we wanted to see more of Mills, and ideally, we wanted to see more of Mills on those opening two drives. However, the offense was very lackluster. And I also think it's important to say that I want to see some more uh, targets going over to Nico Collins. These guys are not going to play a full game. So while they are available, while they are playing, I think that chemistry in real time, not training camp, not OTAs, but in real time, that is very important. And Cody, two more things I want to see, more first-team reps. Hmm. When I say first-team reps, the guys that didn't get an opportunity to play, because I want to see where Mario Addison ranks on his depth chart. 
Jerry Hughes, right? Malik Collins, who's back at practice on Tuesday. I want to see all of these guys, first team, if you're listed as first team, play on Sat on Friday, excuse me, so we can get a good grips and grasps on how this situation or how the depth chart, how these players that are having good camps, that have had a good game, how they'll fill out this roster. And Cody, the theme for me is more, more, more. And I want to see some more return of the Mac, right? Only a mm. couple of touches on uh, this last game last Saturday. And the first team is going to be out there. I think that it's very important for Marlon Mack to run with the first team offensive line because ideally that's who you're going to be running behind. So I want to see more Mack. He's a guy that is his future uncertain. Now, Damian Pierce is a lock. The battle between Rex Burkhead and Dare Ogubawale, uh, Dare, excuse me, that is very interesting. Where is Marlon Mack right now in this depth chart? Now, we've seen Nick Casario sign guys before last season and cut them before the regular season starts or even cut them or release them mid-season or in, in the season. So for Marlon Mack, we've talked about you like you were a lock. I have. Cody, you have as well. And a lot of people believe he is a lock to make this roster, but we still need to see it out on the field. And quite frankly, if guys are just simply outplaying him, then those guys deserve his snaps. Hmm. Um, the number one thing that I want to see on Friday in terms of the Houston Texans and the production that they put out there on the field against the Los Angeles Rams is Chester Rogers. You know, this is a guy, some of you guys probably forgot. Um, he signed with the Houston Texans on August 2nd and the very next day he got hurt at training camp. He'd been on the sideline ever since then. And the reason why I want to see Chester Rogers is because there was a lot of hype surrounding his name when he joined this organization. And it made sense, especially like we pretty much talk about every single day here on this podcast, the loss of John Mechie. Chester Rogers is a guy who is a speedy receiver. You could put him in a slot. He can help stretch the field. He's a veteran wide receiver, has played five years in this league as a member of the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts. And this is a guy who has also recorded over 1,500 receiving yards throughout his career. However, like I mentioned, you signed with the organization on August 2nd, and on August 3rd, you get hurt, and we haven't seen you until August 16th, which was yesterday at training camp. And that was actually his full first day of practice. And, John, on yesterday, we talked about several guys who got cut on yesterday. And, of course, the guy in this receiving group was Chad Beebe. And the number one reason why I believe Beebe is no longer a part of this organization is because he just not had – he just not – he did not have the opportunity to go out there and showcase what he can do because, one, he just got completely outplayed by guys like Jalen Camp and Johnny Johnson III, and it just left him in a terrible spot. You can basically say Chester Rogers is the next guy up to be part of this unfortunate situation. And not only that, John, listeners and viewers, I also had a source tell me on yesterday that Rogers could possibly be cut by the time the Houston Texans make their 53-man roster. Wow. So I'm looking at this from a standpoint of, like I mentioned, and we could go all the way back to the podcast on August 2nd. I really thought that Chester Rogers was going to be a tremendous factor to the Houston Texans for this upcoming season. However, 
it's unfortunate he got hurt and it seems like he's going to be the odd man out other things that i'm looking at on friday john you already hit the nail on the coffin i think everybody is expecting to see more davis mills you say a quarter i want to see davis mill play at least an entire half because yes you solidify your job as the starting quarterback for this organization for this upcoming season however you still haven't done much to say you should not play preseason or not play majority of preseason. We are baking on five games to say why you are the starting quarterback for this organization. And to be honest with you, what I have been seeing out of the last week of training camp, it hasn't looked that good for my boy Davis Mills. I would like to see him play at least a half on Friday. Um, you talk about this wide receiving core. I also want to see Davis Mills play more, and I want to see whether or not Jalen Camp and Johnny Johnson the third can actually repeat the success that they had yeah. last week against that, the New Orleans Saints. I wrote them those names down, man. I I really like Johnny Johnson. I like Jalen Camp. You know, they're four four, six four, you know what I mean? Like that's that's a big guy who can run. Mm-hmm. And uh wish that Jeff Driscoll would have really hit him where he needed to maybe <laughs> had an opportunity to see that. Um you know, Cody, I think between the tackles, right? Like between the guard, center, that that area for this offensive line, they didn't have the best of day with the first unit. And I think that the center position, and when I mentioned that Keon Green not practicing being a problem, it could be the best center in the draft was available. The my my highest rated graded lineman in the draft was available, and they went mm-hmm. with Keon Green because of what he can provide for them in the run game. We are here in Houston. Everybody that covers the Texans, the Texans are really banking on this young man to pan out because of what he was able to do at A and M. So. As of right now, the guys that have an opportunity, Max Sharpen, fight for your life. Fight <laughs> for your career right now. Um, Justin McGray, like those guys have to improve because they were not spectacular in this past preseason game against the Saints. Another guy that I put on my list I want to see more of Friday, and it's just a matter of me paying attention to him more so than not, Austin Deculus. John, you mentioned that you can actually see him. You liked him, but, John, I don't know how to feel about Austin. I mean, this is a guy almost every single day I'm seeing him get his behind whoop in practice, and, you know, he's going up against veteran defensive linemen. Yeah, look, according to you, he had a good game on Friday, but we all know the New Orleans Saints did not have their best defensive linemen out there, so I really want to see him play at least somewhat of the Rams' first-team defensive line and see whether or not – he is legit. Well, look at it like this. Remember the Charlie Hick experiment mm-hmm. that didn't pan out? This could be the That's same thing. That's still not panning out. It's not panning <laughs> out, right? It's not at all. But this could be the same thing for Austin Deckless. Austin Deckless wasn't a scrub while he was in college at LSU, right? And again, I've mentioned that he was going up against third, second, third, and fourth stringers. Mm-hmm. But I did like what I saw. And I think that Deckless could be a player that Houston can stash grow and develop with George Warhop, something that they have not had here in Houston. They have not had an offensive line coach that can develop talent. You're either already good when you come here or when you leave here, I hope you can find a job because your your resume isn't that good. So maybe they can stash him up, coach him up, and get him ready. He did some things that I liked on Saturday, and I think he can, you know, he's going to be around. Houston drafted him for a reason. I think they like him. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost the start 
of the NFL season. I love this time of year. My wife knows. Like, hey, Sunday, leave me alone, okay? <laughs> but if you are into sports betting fantasy uh, and you need a competitive edge to win, I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and the MLB. The Elias Game Plan app is the only sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau, the official statistician of the U.S. Pro Sports League, including the NFL. That's why you guys are here. Some good NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias Insights from the Elias Sports Bureau sports team, uh, research team, excuse me. This app is really your one-stop source for almost everything. Player news and league validating player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting and building your fantasy team and impressing friends. So why not? That's my question Mm -hmm. to you. Why not? Take my advice, guys. Go ahead and download the Elias Game Plan app today. With new features available all the time, take your game to the next level. NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or Play Store today. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. And over the last couple of days, me and John have been looking at competition at almost every single position group of course we talk a lot about wide receivers of course we on yesterday we talked about the competition that is going on with the linebacker core but john when you take a look at this defensive line unit this might be one of the most competitive and one of the deepest position groups that the houston texans have and i say that because look as of right now the Houston Texans have a total of 13 to 14 guys at this position. And when you break these guys up by tiers, you're going to come away with at least 10 guys who can actually be beneficial for the Houston Texans for this upcoming season. First off, you got to take a look at the vets. Mario Addison, Malik Collins, Jerry Hughes. That's three players right there. Now let's transition over to the young studs. John Grenard, Roy Lopez. Understand he a rookie, but he has put together a very good training camp and he played good on Saturday against the New Orleans Saints. Thomas Booker, that's six defensive linemen right there. Now you got to take a look at the guys who are able to step up giving situational purposes. And when their number is called, you know, they're going to give you something. Okoronko, Derek Rivers, Rasheen Green. That's nine players. And then you got to take a look at the one guy where you can say to yourself, uh, he could get in where he could fit in, but there's going to be moments where he's going to go out there and showcase why he's still part of this team. Ross Blacklock, John, I literally just gave you 10 guys who the Houston Texans can utilize on that defensive front. And by the way, there's still a remaining three to four players that the Houston Texans can possibly still consider. Yeah, it's, it's tough right now for Houston. And I think the reason why it's tough, Cody, when I look at this roster, the depth chart between the defensive linemen, the DN and D tackles, there isn't a player on this defensive front that is a must-have must guy. Like, if you place him on any other team in the league, this guy won't get the consideration of getting cut or released because he's that damn good. And I think because of that, because Houston have a lot of guys 
that when you look at some of their playing time, their snap percentages that they've played in the last couple of years, it isn't a you know a main go-to guy. That is what makes this defensive front interesting. And I hope I made sense, guys, while I explained that. Because what I'm saying is you look at guys like, again, you mentioned the Mario Addisons, the Rasheen Green. Uh, John Grenard is one of those players that you can say that every 30 other one team he'll play on, but that's not a guarantee, right? He's not like a prime player, but I'm glad we do have him here in Houston. But other hmm. guys like a Jerry Hughes, um, Adeo Odewale, like the guy that they brought over from overseas, a big, he's a big physical guy, wears number 75. He's a player that I was looking out for a lot, 6'5". Like when they make these cuts, they cut Darren Daniels. They cut a running back, right? They cut Chad Beebe, the wide receiver. So they have these players that are still on this roster that they really do like something about. Like, and I think Derek Rivers – really did himself a favor this past Saturday, getting two stops, getting two sacks, and putting the amount of pressure hmm. on the quarterback, living in the backfield like he did. Hell, I think Michael DeWan for he also had a very good game for Houston. And so I think for Houston, it's not starting from the top to bottom in terms of building this. I think it's starting from the bottom to top. Like these are the guys here at the bottom that we really like, but we may, we may can do better than – here at a guy that may be a mid-level guy right now in our priority list. But they got a lot of guys that can do good. My question marks right now is Troy Harrison. He's a DN. They brought in undrafted. They're using him at fullback. But they also have Paul Quisenberry and Annie Jonovich. So where does that actually leave him if he's not getting a lot of snaps at the defensive side of the ball, maybe out there and you know doing some things at fullback? I don't know where that leaves him with Houston. Mario Addison is another player that – I think Houston would ideally love to have around, but if these other guys just beat him out, right? Like if mm. they're just playing much better, do they kind of move up on the priority list and bump him down or they bump themselves up? Stock is trending up and down. We're going to see how Houston looks at it. And the X factor himself, and I'm calling him the X factor because there is a week, Cody, you've seen it in a training camp where he's not doing as good as maybe you like. Then there's a week where oh, <laughs> I see why they're considering running him with the number ones, and that is Ross Blacklock. A lot mm-hmm. of people are over the Ross Blacklock experience, but they have not been able to see him in training camp and OTAs and what he's been able to provide in practice. Ross Blacklock has done an amazing job of working his ass off to gain the playing time that he, he believes he deserves, and he's done so in practice and the weight room. If you guys can see how slender he looks now compared to when he first came in the league. But he's also another player where he has to continue to play good. And I think he will because Thomas Booker, his base and his technique flashed immediately to me on on Saturday. And if you have a player that can win with technique, you have a player that coaches love having around. Hmm. He has a very strong base. So, again, I get back to the defensive front position. This was a position that I thought Houston could really upgrade it during the draft. They didn't do so. We're getting a young stud coming out of college when they had the opportunity. They went the route mm. of bringing in a lot of different guys, which is okay, but it does make their job a little uh, harder and coaching a little harder as well, which is why they get paid to see how all of this is going to play out because they got some players that can really do some good things for Houston, but you can't carry them all. I want to piggyback off something you said really quick. You mentioned how coaches love having some certain guys around. 
Lovey Smith loves guys on the defensive front who could get after the quarterback. And I know you have your concerns about Mario Addison. However, this is a guy who just recorded seven sacks just last season. And when you take a look at him and you take a look at John Gennard, you're looking at a guy who basically had a combined two guys that recorded a combined 15 sacks last season. By the way, Thomas Booker, Okoronko, and Derrick Rivers, these are three players who literally accounted for four of the Houston Texans' five sacks during the pre, during their preseason win against the New Orleans Saints. And John, this also goes back to what you and I talked about yesterday in terms of the linebacker core. A lot of these guys, they're going to be beneficial to the Houston Texans practice squad, which means if one of these players go down due to injury, due to COVID or whatever the case might be, they do have a reliable player that they can call up on a practice squad and help fill in the void. And that's very important because you take a look at a guy in Derrick Rivers. That's what he did last year. And now he has an opportunity to solidify himself within the Houston Texans 53-man roster for this upcoming season. BetOnline.net is still the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be top online resource for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting and podcast. They have you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device. Take it out your pocket or in your jacket, wherever you have it, to learn more about all of the action happening today because bet online is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for fantasy, your fantasy draft with the Locked On Fantasy Football. Lonnie Johnson did get picked up by the Tennessee Titans. Aww. I just I thought that was... Well, you know, it, was, it ain't it got nothing to do with, with the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that I should mention. Yeah, it's Vrabel's over there. Cunningham's over there. Now he's over there. I feel like they have somebody else. Oh, the uh, the original I think, jersey's over there. I think um, Kiki Cutie's still part of their practice squad, too. Uh, right? Is Deontay Foreman over there still? I think so. I think Foreman. I, I'm going to have to double there. check on Kiki's. I know Kiki was part of their practice squad roster last year. If Deontay's over there. But, uh, I do know, know, again, that. Kudos the, uh, for Lonnie jerseys are over there yeah i mean you know <laughs> you always want to see somebody time. take care of their family yeah i think he's still there yeah De- deontay is still a tennessee type no he's a panther mm. That's good for deontay no. <laughs> let's talk about some of the players that are here in houston cody Derek stingley hasn't been confirmed that he's going to play or not on friday what's going on with that yeah, um, Lovey Smith was asked about the possibility of Derek Stingley playing um, during his press conference on Monday. And Lovey Smith did not confirm, nor deny. He's still stuck by the standard. Um, they are still ramping Derek Stingley up, and they're going to take their time with him, which is good. However, you only got 
one more preseason game after Friday. And, John, look, we are all expecting Derek Stingley to be this team number one cornerback. We are all expecting the Derek Stingley. The guy. Yeah, the guy on the defensive side of the ball. We are all expecting Derek Stingley to put together a really good rookie campaign. And we all we all anticipate that Stingley is going to have a damn good career here in this league. However, I understand the concern. I understand the wrap up period. But I do I'm hoping that Stingley does not touch the field for the very first time for the Houston Texans. And for the first time since mid-September during week one of the regular season against the Indianapolis Colts. Even if it's just for one or two drives, they got to get Derek Stingley out there. Get him out there for about one or two drives on Friday. And then next week against the San Francisco 49ers, which I think that's going to be a really good preseason game, by the way. Um, but the battle of who's going to make it. Exactly. But um, – he should play majority of that game. You know, Stingley has to get back in game speed. Yes, he has looked good in training camp. And we, once again, we were expecting big things for Stingley. But I I, I kind of think the Houston Texans should kind of, you know, ramp up this rampant period just a little Go bit ahead more. And play now. <laughs> yeah, we, come we on now. <laughs> uh, Drew Estrada, he has been, uh, he's still sidelined at the Texans practice. And Garrett Wallow also, um, he did not practice as well on Tuesday. Gary Wallow, man, is a player. <laughs> I, I just want to see. I, I really just want to see. And um, these guys, man, I think it's important for some of these guys to get on the field because they may be losing out on snaps to some of these other players that for Houston are just kind of performing right now. Thank you guys for checking out this Wednesday show of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube. Find us under Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Also, follow the Locked On Texans Twitter page, Locked On Texans. Everywhere you go, we Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.